it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Here are your hosts, Josh Shapiro and Tristan Maddie. What's up, guys? It's Tristan here, back for episode 79 of the Grounds Crew podcast. Today is Thursday, January 17th. Hope you guys are having a good week, had a good weekend. It's been kind of slow around here, you know. Not too much going on. Baseball's slow right now, but just about a month till spring training, I believe. Only a couple weeks. So, there's that. So we got some cool stuff from behind the brand for you guys today, and we also got some news from around the league. Not too much, a lot more speculation, a lot of what we've been seeing. Obviously, no big dominoes have fallen. Uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, those big guys still remain unsigned. So we'll give you the latest on all of that. But first, let's start with behind the brand. This past weekend, Josh, obviously Baseball Lifestyle's founder and uh, former podcast co-host, got the opportunity to go out to California this weekend and be a part of the California Strong Celebrity Softball game. He was on the field. He got an opportunity to speak to some of the guys, like, Baker Mayfield, Justin Turner, Ryan Braun, a lot of big names. Chase Darnell really hooked it up. So you guys can go on to our YouTube channel or on our Instagram and see our video of that, some of the highlights of that. An awesome event for a good cause for the uh, the wildfires out in California. They've been crazy. So definitely check that out. Give it a look. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that. We also have our new beanie out, our new winter hat, black and white. It's a pretty sweet hat. I'm a big fan of it, so you guys should definitely check that out. That's up on the site now. It's a new uh, new hot item. So let's get into some news from around the show. We finally have some kind of idea as to one of the offers that Manny Machado is getting. Buster only reported that Machado was sitting on a seven-year, $175 million from the Chicago White Sox, and USA Today's Bob Nightingale reported the same, saying that the offer came about two weeks ago, and the White Sox haven't felt the need to up it over the two weeks. Now, obviously it's just reports, it's, uh, they say these, this is from their sources, and that, you know, Buster only and Bob Nightingale are two very reliable reporters. So these uh, reports do have some weight to them. Now, let's break this deal down a little bit. Uh, $175 million over seven years is roughly an average of $25 million a year. That's definitely not what he's been looking for. I mean, we know he wanted 10 years. Seven years, it's still a good, lengthy deal. But $175 million, not even breaking the $200 million threshold. And we know that... There was a ton of speculation this offseason and even the years prior that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado would be getting $300 million deals and that would be it, that they would just be getting those huge deals, that they're those kind of players that deserve that money. Like John Carlos Stan. you know, these are two of the most talented players to hit the free agency market since Alex Rodriguez. So this is a shocker. I mean, $175 million and they don't feel the need to up it. It shows you the market that's out there right now. They feel like they're confident in that offer. Um, I could see why he hasn't signed yet. You know, it's kind of turning into uh, Boston Red Sox, J.D. Martinez kind of deal where 
he didn't really get the money he was looking for, so he kind of waited it out a little bit and then ultimately decided right before spring training or even during spring training which what it was. But yeah, $175 million. I thought it would be at least in the $250 million range. It's something. I mean, teams these days, they just... There's so much young talent in the league, and it changes how you deal with a free agent because you could kind of stockpile a talent, bring up a homegrown player who's going to be cheaper and more affordable, and give you similar... Well, not quite similar production, but give you good production, especially for what how much money he costs. So this is a shocker. This is a big deal. 175. That's not what we've seen in the years prior with big name players in the past. Now Machado's agent came out and kind of disputed these rumors saying that they're untrue, that I know everybody wants kind of an idea as to what's going on with the big name players, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, but this isn't true. And, you know, he might just be saying that because if other teams see that low ball offer, then they think they could give a low ball offer. So we'll see. I mean, we're not going to know anything until until anyone signs. And that's kind of how I've been treating it. I haven't been getting my hopes up as to any player signing anywhere. Just kind of, you know, there's so much rumors going around that you kind of just have to wait and see. But... The market for Machado does seem to be thinning out even more. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now let's talk some Bryce Harper. The Phillies are apparently re-emerging as the favorite for Bryce Harper. Reports are coming out saying that the two sides really hit it off during Saturday's meeting, that it lasted for five hours in Las Vegas. Some are saying that Harper is becoming the Phillies' preferred player as to Harper and Manny Machado, that they had been leaning towards Machado the entire offseason, but after this meeting, things have changed, and Bryce Harper has kind of become their main priority. We've said before that Bryce Harper will just level up the Phillies. I think it's a better fit than Manny Machado would be. They need a left-handed bat. They need help in that outfield. The Phillies were 21st in the league in runs scored last year. And they were the last in batting average last season. Now, Bryce Harper, he didn't have his best batting average. He only batted two forty nine this past season. But in his MVP season, I believe he batted somewhere in the neighborhood of three twenty six. He also drove in a ton of runs and hit a ton of home runs, which is what the Phillies need. So signing Bryce Harper would be just a huge move for a Phillies team that hasn't kind of been relevant since the days of Brian Howard, Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins. Now, the aforementioned Bob Nightingale also reported that the Phillies have aspirations of signing a big three this offseason. Nightingale has stayed, stated that the team had visions of signing Harper, Dallas Keuchel, and Craig Kimbrell. Now, that's definitely going to be a long shot, but if it does happen, and we got to speculate that it does a little bit, the Phillies would be vaulted into that World Series conversation because it would really fill out some holes that they have. Keuchel would boost a rotation that already has Aaron Nola, who was in the Cy Young conversation, really burst onto the scene last year, really became an ace kind of pitcher. And Jake Arrieta, who's been a consistent, reliable option up at the front of the rotation. Keuchel, he won the 2015 Cy Young Award. He won a World Series with the Astros. He had kind of a down season last year, but he's still a very good pitcher. 
very reliable pitcher. Uh, if he's pitching out of that three hole for the Phillies, I think that's a really good spot for him behind Arietta and Nola. So it just comes down to how much money he's looking for and if they could come to an agreement. There was some kind of report the other day that he, the Phillies felt he was looking for too much, but we'll see. You know, they're clearly interested. And then as to Kimbrell, Kimbrell's a seven-time All-Star. He's still one of the game's most dominant closers. But after coming off a World Series championship, it, it sounds like he's been demanding big money. I mean, there's a reason he's not likely to re-sign with the Red Sox. They're still in the mix, but... Reports are saying that Kimbrell's agent is looking for just a huge deal, saying that he is the best closer in history. So we'll see how it works out. It's definitely a long shot, but if you have a guy like Kimbrell at the back end of your rotation, you have a rotation that consists uh, back end of, back end of your bullpen, and then you have a rotation that consists of Nola, Arietta, and Keuchel, all guys that have been in the Cy Young conversation. Then you got Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura to add on to Reese Hoskins and those kind of guys that are homegrown. You got a nice rota uh, roster that they've really filled out nicely. So we'll see what happens, you know. Plenty of time left in the offseason that they could uh, work with. However, if the Phillies do sign Bryce Harper, it doesn't look likely that they will sign Manny Machado as well, as reports from Matt Gilb of The Athletic are saying, that they're only looking to acquire one of the two guys, that they're not going to go out and get both. So... I think you're still happy either way. Let's not get greedy. And after two years of speculation that Bryce Harper would just go to the Cubs to play with his good friend Chris Bryant, their wives are friends, that his dog is named Wrigley, he's going to go to the Cubs to play in Chicago. It looks like that was all for nothing. As this weekend or the other day at the team's annual fan convention, a fan asked John, uh, Joe Madden, what are the chances of Bryce Harper? And Madden replied quickly, not going to happen. So, Bryce Harper will most likely not be playing in Chicago, with the Cubs at least. Now, the Nationals made a nice move to kind of strengthen that roster in hopes of re-signing Bryce Harper, kind of make a better pitch to him. They added second baseman Brian Dozier. He agreed to a one-year $9 million deal. This guy's a former All-Star, a Gold Glove winner, and he's still kind of in the prime of his career at 31 years old. Had kind of a weak season in 2018. He kind of started off slow and then got shipped off to the Dodgers and didn't really play much for them down the stretch. He wasn't really what they were hoping to get at the midseason point. He struggled offensively, like I said, and had one of his worst defensive seasons. He's been a very uh, good defender over there, but was rated as one of the uh, worst second ba uh, defensive second basemen in 2018. So this might have all hurt his stock a little bit. You know, one-year, $9 million deal. I'm sure that's not what he was hoping to get. But it's a nice move for the Nationals. They fill a hole left by Daniel Murphy. And he's still an effective player who's a career 850 OPS against lefties. So definitely rakes a little bit against lefties. Now, fellow second baseman DJ LeMahieu signed with the New York Yankees the other day. He agreed to a two-year, $24 million deal after playing the last seven years in Colorado. This guy, he won three Gold Glove awards. He was the 2016 NL batting champ with a 3.48 average. He led the all major leaguers in defensive regression analysis, and he ranked as one of the best defensive players in general in the National League last year. LeMahieu's been kind of a sneaky good player over the past couple of years. I mean, he seems to always hit for a good average. He's kind of known as a slap hitter who puts the ball all over the field. 
had kind of a down year in terms of average last year, only hit 276, but you know, that's still pretty solid in the major leagues. And he hit for a career high 15 home runs last year, so there's still some uh, potential to be tapped into, apparently. The one thing I will say is his splits are kind of suspect. I mean, last year he hit only 229 away from Coors Field last season, and that's what kind of brought him down. But the Yankees are definitely getting a nice player here. I mean, it's not the splash we were expecting them to make the entire offseason. I mean, they had never been linked to LeMayu during the offseason or previously at all. But it's a good move. They're adding a nice player. Uh, it adds to a crowded Yankee infield, but with Gregorius out to start the season, he's likely going to play second baseman, uh, second base, and they're going to slide Torres over to short. Knocks Tulo out of the starting lineup, but they definitely have some depth now, and depth is kind of what got the Red Sox to the World Series last year. I mean, they had no holes at any point in the season. They always had another guy to step up. So LeMayhew, he's going to pl- likely play some second, third, and first once Gregorius comes back. First is kind of the only question mark in that uh, infield right now. You don't know if Luke Voigt's going to come back and be the player he was down the stretch. You don't know if Greg Bird is going to come back and show us the potential that he we had thought he had previously. So, you know, LeMahieu could come in there and play first. If there's a hole there, he could play second, and he could play third if something happens to those guys. So it's a good move. They're definitely getting a good guy for a good price. Two years, $24 million. New York Yankees. That's basically all we got for you guys today. Like I said, kind of a slow week, but thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace out. And that right there was the grounds crew brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle.